But uh, the Lord just keeps impressing upon my heart about being in Jonah 4. And when you pastor, the Lord laid these messages on my heart. And this particular message, when he laid it on my heart, I never study with people in mind. That's the truth. I never study thinking, boy, this is going to get old so-and-so. But sometimes after I study a message, I mean, I'm just human. And after I study it, I think, boy, now that'll help old so-and-so. Old so-and-so needs that. That'll help them. And I had two or three people on my mind. I stood back there in the foyer and I watched and not a single one of them come in. Not a single one. And so I told the Lord, I said, well, they ain't even here. He said, that ain't who I was wanting you to preach at to know how. Just preach, son. Amen. And uh, so we'll read uh, here in Jonah chapter number four. We're going to read the whole chapter. Uh, and, uh, but we're really just going to focus in on one phrase. Uh, we're going to look, look at the whole chapter, but our, our main focus is going to be one, one phrase. And, of course, we know in Jonah 1, God calls Jonah. What does he do? He runs away. And I've got a message on that, and uh, God will help us to preach it here in a few weeks maybe. Then he's thrown overboard. Stray was talking this morning. That fish swallows him up. Looks like I'm going to get another message out of that. Uh, he finally does the right thing, and what happens is he goes to Nineveh and he preaches, and the whole town gets right. Oh, it's a city, really. I mean, it's three days' journey through it. You think about how long it takes you to walk three days through a city. That's a big city. And the whole city, you talk about revival, the whole city gets right with God, every one of them. Why, you think Jonah would be down there in the middle of it shouting and praising God? Now, there's a statement in Jonah 3, and it's what I wanted to preach on this morning. And that is when the uh, king of Nineveh said, who can tell? That little statement, I wanted to preach on that. That's what, that's what Bradley wanted to preach on. Who can tell? Boy, there's some preaching to be done in that. Who can tell what God could do? Oh, yeah, that's where I wanted to be. God's directed us to Jonah 4, though, and as long as God's doing the directing, I think it'd be best just to go with where God directs. Verse 1, but it displeased Jonah. Now, you almost have to read that twice to believe it. All of this great, all of these great, these folks getting right with God and, and these folks uh, uh, making it right and repenting, that displeased Jonah? It didn't just displease Jonah, but look, it displeased Jonah exceedingly. And he was very, very angry. And he prayed unto the Lord and said, I pray thee, O Lord, was not this my saying when I was yet in my country? Therefore I fled before unto Tarshish, and I knew that thou art a gracious God, and merciful, slow to anger, and of great kindness, and repentest thee of the evil. Therefore now, O Lord, take, I beseech thee, my life from me. For it is better that I should, it's better for me to die than to live. Now there's a phrase here I want to draw your attention to. Then said the Lord, doest thou well to be angry? So Jonah went out of the city and sat on the east side of the city and there was 
made him a booth, and he sat under it in a shadow till he might see what would become of the city. And the Lord God prepared a gourd and made it to come up over Jonah that he might be a shadow over his head to deliver from his grief. So Jonah was exceeding glad of the gourd. But God prepared a worm. When the morning rose the next day, it smote the gourd and it withered. And it came to pass when the sun did arise and God prepared a vehement east wind and the sun beat down upon the head of Jonah that he fainted. And he wished in himself to die and said, it is better for me to die than to live. Look here. And God said to Jonah, Doest thou well to be angry for the gourd? For the which thou hast not labored, neither madest it grow, which came up in a night and is perished in a night, and should not I spare Nineveh, this great city, wherein are more than six score thousand persons that cannot discern between their right hand and their left, and also much cattle. Let's pray together. Father, we ask, Lord, that you'd help us today. Lord, we don't know who needed the message. We, we thought, I thought I knew. I thought I knew who needed this message. But, Lord, I realized that the ones I thought that needed the message, they're not here today. But, Lord, you won't let me out from under this. And so you know, you know today who it is that needs this message. And so, Lord, you just do a work in our midst. God, I pray that you'd help us, Lord, to... Uh, get our minds and our hearts together in this place today. Bless us as only you can, and we'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. How many of you would agree with me this morning that we live in a world full of angry people? Angry, angry, angry people. Yesterday, uh, Rachel and I, we went into Ingalls, and I turned in and went left. I had the right of way. There's a fella coming up one of the aisles and he had to stop. And I had to stop because there was another vehicle pulling out. And literally he had to wait on me maybe 10 seconds. And as soon as I passed where he could pull out, he and pulled out and blowed his horn. Angry. You know what that did to me? It made me angry. You can ask my wife, I am slow to anger, I really am. I don't get angry easy, except for some reason when I'm behind the steering wheel of a vehicle. It's like I take on a whole new persona. All of a sudden, anything that happens makes me mad. And when that fella blowed his horn, that made me mad. I had the right of way, bless the Lord. Why would he be blowing his horn at me? I'm driving a rental vehicle, a Dodge, big Dodge truck. Ain't nobody got a clue who I am right now, and I love it. You know what I did? I throwed that thing up in reverse, and I went to backing up. He was stuck, and I went to backing up, and would have hit him had it not been for my wife going, don't hit him now, don't hit him. I wouldn't have hit him, but I, would, I, I made him think I was going to. Boy, his eyes was that big. And in my mind, I'm thinking, you sorry dog, blow your horn at me. And I'm thinking to myself, I bet he's thinking right now, boy, I wished I hadn't blown my horn at this fella. And so it's all about getting even. See, we don't feel like we're on level playing ground. That's what it's about. This world is full of angry people. 
Just this week, there was a female officer. It's one of her first days on the job. She responds to a wreck, a wreck now, just a wreck. She's going to do a wreck report. It's something that you do all day, every day. She gets out of her patrol car, gets her things together, just a couple of days on the job, 22 years old, and somebody walks off the sidewalk, shoots her in the head, walks back to their house, and then kills themselves. Absolutely senseless, no reasoning behind it. He didn't even know her. He was just mad. You see, anger is a problem in our society. Anger, you think about the school shootings, you think about all the different things that are happening. Anger has run amok in our society. But can I say to you, and I'm going to report to you this morning, that I believe that anger is run amok in our churches. And as we go on through this, I hope you'll see what I'm talking about. I think we're killing a lot of our young people because parents are angry with one another. I think we're killing churches because folks are angry with one another. And it's things that are undealt with. God said to Jonah, doest thou well to be angry. Now, how many of you realized this morning that anger is a natural reflex of our flesh? You say, I never get angry. Well, I'll tell you one thing you do, and that is you lie. Amen. Because everybody in here gets angry. It's and it's a natural reflex. Yesterday when that fellow blowed his horn at me, I didn't have to say, now, nah, I need to get angry about this. I'd better be angry about this now. And then just the mirror and look, now you be angry, Bradley. You better be, no, no. It come real simple like, you see. It just flew over me immediately. My heart went to beating faster. Immediately the vein popped out in my neck. Immediately I was angry. You see, anger is a natural reflex of the flesh. Real easy to get angry. Real easy to get angry. So we're going to deal with that just a little bit today. Well, let's see what the Bible, what does the Bible say about being angry? Well, the Bible said in Proverbs 14, 17, He that is soon angry dealeth foolishly, and a man of wicked devices is hated. So the book of Proverbs says, if you get angry real fast, you're going to do something dumb. I love the book of Proverbs, don't you? He that is angry quickly, he behaveth himself foolishly. If you get angry, how many of you would have to testify that you've been angry before and done something dumb because you were angry? <laughs> then you look back on it and you thought, oh, I shouldn't have done that. But you're mad. So it seemed like the right thing to do at the time because when you're mad, a lot of things seem like the right thing to do. Did you know the Bible said in James 1, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every one of you be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. Why? For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Now, I want you to listen to me. You cannot be mad and be right with God at the same time. Because the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. I'm going to tell you what I have seen. I'm going to tell you what I have made the mistake of doing a few times in my life. I have witnessed with my own eyes. Preachers get in the pulpit that were mad. You can tell when they walk in the pulpit they's mad. I mean the way they's walking. It's son, 
blistered hides was coming. And they's mad. Now they said a lot of right things. But they were completely handling it the wrong way. You can't be mad and still do God's righteousness. That's what, I'm just telling what the Bible said. That's what, that's what James said. Did you know that the Bible tells us in Proverbs 29, 22, an angry man, look, stirreth up strife, and a furious man aboundeth in transgressions. That means a man that is furious will sin. Some of you would never cuss. But you get real mad. See, a furious man aboundeth in iniquity. Get real mad and all, stuff, all, all of a sudden start, stuff start coming at you, Matthew. You never would even dream to come at your mouth. She's real mad. Huh? Kind of like that little lawnmower that boy sold that preacher. He couldn't get it to start. He told that boy, he said, you've sold me a piece of junk. This lawnmower won't even start. He said, oh, you've got to cuss it before it'll start. He said, I'm a Baptist preacher. I don't cuss. He said, keep jerking on that lawnmower. You'll remember how. <laughs> You'll figure it out. Keep pulling that lawnmower cord. You'll figure it out. You see, when we get angry, sin, that's that's a reflex of the flesh, and sin will begin to bubble over us and bubble out of us, uh, and anger and bitterness uh, will come forth. The Bible said in Ephesians 4 and 26, Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Now, I've heard people say I heard someone say one time they've said you know I've got the first part of that verse down be ye angry (laughs) I got that part down that sin not that's the problem we're going to talk about that verse here in just a little bit later let's talk about being angry can I just speak to you from my heart that'd be all right let's talk about being angry I mean let's get real about it okay I want you to think about this. Being angry goes by a lot of different names in a Baptist church. I got to think about this last night. Goes by a lot of different names. In 21 years of pastoring, I don't think I've ever had but one or two people that have come to me and said, I'm mad at you, preacher. But there's been a lot of people mad at me. You know what they say? You you hurt me, preacher. Well, that sounds more spiritual. (laughs) But really, all it means is you're mad. It's the same thing. It's it's the same thing. You're mad. I'm mad. I've I've done that before. You know, it sounds more spiritual for me to say, oh, so-and-so, boy, he hurt me bad. Really, if I was going to be honest, what I ought to say is I'm mad mad as a devil at that fellow. 